thanks for tuning in. Glad you could join me on Day Job to Dad. My name's Andrew, new dad, uh, but thought I'd share my experience of becoming a father and the fun along the way. Now, I will say this is not a how-to or guide to parenting by any means, more a journal or um, catalogue of true stories, I suppose. Okay, so last step was a quick one, and we finished up at the first ultrasound. Without knowing what we were having, apart from my expert eye on finding fetal appendages, <laughs> we'd done a fairly good job of keeping the pregnancy quiet from our friends and family, and nobody had really suspected Mrs Andrew of being pregnant because of the effects of the car accident and doctors saying it was unlikely we would have children. So now we knew we had a healthy baby and we're at the three month or so mark. We were struggling to explain why Mrs Andrew was spending extended periods of time in the toilet. <laughs> the other hard part is hiding that baby bump when mum's very lightly framed. So it was time. And isn't that fun? Congratulations. Oh, I'm so happy for you. It's a miracle. Congratulations. So what do you say when you've asked and told that 200 times in a couple of days? And making it even worse that it just so happened to be right on Christmas and double talking to people you see or speak to once a year. <laughs> so word is out. The months pass. The belly gets rounder. Those first kicks are something special. It's something for me a little freakish. When you see a foot move across her belly or a full rollover and bits poking out everywhere. For some reason it always reminded me of that movie Alien. <laughs> Next ultrasound appointment comes around and <clears throat> this one's a little less stressful than the first, we'll say. And with it brings a mild holy shit moment. When you can see your first fully formed little human with all the right bits in the right spots. Very cool. And when I say bits, I mean bits. Our suspicions confirmed we were having a boy. The wife now fully focused on a baby shower and pretty much accustomed to the daily vomiting. You find yourself drawing closer to that due date without even realizing it. Now due to work commitments, inverted commas there, I didn't attend the prenatal classes or go to the hospital to see where we were supposed to go. So it's fair to say I was well prepared, or not. I figured I knew where the grab bag was and the emergency department at the hospital, so we were fine. From the first blood test and ultrasound, I never really agreed with the due date, and here's why. When you've been with the same partner for 15 years, uh, married for nine of them, you actually remember how often you practice baby making. Trust me. My calculations had the date, a due date, uh, about a week earlier. We decided on a natural birth, and um, the doctors had agreed that we're looking after Mrs. Andrew's neck, that that would be okay. So, on Monday the 29th of April, at 6am, exactly one week before the due date, Mrs. Andrew woke me to say her waters had broken. Oh shit, out of bed like a rocket. Before she said, calm down, no rush, I'm not having contractions, and I've already spoken to the hospital, and we can head down whenever we're ready. 
unless I start having contractions. Phew, I thought, glad she's onto it. So I went about my normal morning routine, raisin toast, juice, out to the garage for a cigarette, or three. I may be spending a considerable amount of time in the hospital. I will add for the non-smokers and do-gooders, I don't smoke in the house, the car, or even in the vicinity of my son. Actually, while we're on the subject, I did leave out something about myself. Um, it would be fair to say I didn't mind a beer or eight after work. You know, as long as I can remember, I've always uh, had a few beers in my hand after work every night. Now, I didn't make a conscious decision or effort. I didn't stop drinking in sympathy of Mrs. Andrew not being able to have a drink while pregnant. I actually opened the bar fridge after work one night and it was void of corona. I stared at it for a few seconds, closed the door and thought, oh well, went about my evening without a beer. This continued for three or four days and I suddenly thought, shit, I haven't had a beer for days. And I'm still alive. Wow. Twelve months later, I haven't had a drop of alcohol and it hasn't bothered me one bit. have not missed it at all. I think it's bothered some of my mates that regularly made my garage a watering hole and a game of darts the staple. Anyway, back to this morning of. We gathered our things, casually cruised down the hospital, arriving just after 9am. We were shown to our room and the nurses started doing uh, nurse stuff. Everything was going smoothly when the midwife said, When did the prenatal nurse say the baby was head down, ready to go? Mrs. Andrews said, Friday, three days ago. The nurse replied, well, how long has this bump been here for? Pointing to a rather large round bulge just under her ribs. About three or four weeks. That's his bum. We pat him when he's, uh, when he's restless to calm him down. The wife replied. Me nodding in a grants, knowing exactly what the midwife was about to say, which was, I think that's his head. I couldn't help myself, I pissed myself laughing at the fact that we'd been patting him on the head a number of, for a number of weeks. The midwife gave me a strange look and <laughs> said, I'll uh, order an ultrasound up and confirm. So, ten minutes or so later, yep, he was breech. Okay, no problems, still no contractions. Nurses, doctors discussed and we'll fit you in at about 1pm for a C-section. Perfect. With that, I said, see it up at about 1pm. <laughs> Look, Mrs. Andrew agreed, no point in me sitting there. So I went home to feed the dogs, grab a few extra things for Mrs. Andrew. as was going to be a staying, you know, a bit longer than first planned. So with the C-section happening, so I drove the 11 minute trip back home, fed the dogs. My phone rang, yeah, it was Mrs. Andrew probably with a request to grab some extra things. Because let's face it, I was only there 13 minutes ago, right? I answered, hey doll. She said, you might want to come back down here. What? Why? I'm going into theatre. Now? Yes, now. So I swiftly got back in the car with none of the extra things she wanted and the 11 minute drive became about a four minute drive. Didn't break any laws, of course, and swiftly made it to the new 
the, 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 the now empty room we were in. Oh, shit. Nurse's station. Um, Mrs. Andrew? Oh, down in theatre. Two levels. On your left. I took the stairs. Two levels in about six steps. And found Mrs. Andrew. In gowns. And a couple of doctors standing around. Well, I'm not exactly an athlete. So it's fair to say I was looking for the oxygen mask. When I was given the clipboard with, I guess, permission documents or negligence disclaimers. I just signed. Before the ink was dry, they wheeled her off to theatre. While I got changed into scrubs, I'm pretty sure there was a nurse there telling me what was going to happen and where to sit, etc. Yeah, I didn't hear a word of what she said. Moments later, call came for me to join the party. And I say party, quite literally. As I walked in the doors of theatre, there was no less than 15 people all busy doing stuff. I thought, bloody hell, it's all happening in here. I sat next to Mrs Andrew, who was on planet Pluto, glassy-eyed like she'd just smoked a joint, which she's never done in her life. Well, so she tells me. Now, 20 seconds later, up from behind the screen, comes this goop-covered, wrinkly little creature screaming the house down. That was the first sight you'll always stay in your memory. Shame it was so... Ugh. So they take him for a, a quick wipe down and hand him to me, all wrapped up and we have our first photo and say hello. That's another holy shit moment. You just don't forget it and get plenty of pics because Mrs Andrew didn't remember much of that. I had the little fella for a few minutes so I took the opportunity to show him where he came from. <laughs> I stood up looked over the screen and said there you go mate that's where you came from holy shit that's brutal probably a little bit loud the look mrs andrew the look on mrs andrew's face sort of told me that it was a bit loud things happened on the other side of that screen that you can't unsee that's probably why there's a screen there but uh yeah it's it's not pretty I've never been too worried about blood and guts, so I continued to observe and commentate when one of the surgeons looked up at me and said, are you right? Me being the smartass that I am said, yeah, why? Do you need a hand? Luckily, she found it amusing, and I thought that was my cue to get behind that screen. A doctor took the little one and checked up on to check up on and I found myself standing there in the middle of the party, doing nothing, when one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen caught my eye. And a noise came out of me I didn't know possible. See if you can imagine a very well-built weightlifter in scrubs with her back to me, with her left arm fully extended up in the air, and in her hand, an enormous blob of red slime being squeezed and shaken and extending from the, a blob, extending from the blob a slimy pale rope with blood oozing through it. 
truly one of the most horrifying things I've ever witnessed. Turns out one of those documents I'd signed was approval for an ancient sacrifice. No, we'd agreed to donate the blood to stem cell research and that's how it's done, apparently. The weightlift turned out to be a lovely stem cell nurse. Um, she was a lovely lady. Was ecstatic at the amount of blood stuff she got. So that's worth it, seeing that ingrained in my memory for the rest of my life. Um, truly. It was worse than looking over that screen, honestly. Woof! Like, I won't get too gory, but think about how you milk a cow. <laughs> Moving along, Mrs. Andrew was sewn up and we were wheeled down to recovery and Mum now, somewhat closer to Earth than Pluto, gets her first skin-to-skin -skin cuddle with her son, which is nice, really is. So what was this boy's name, asked a nurse, filling in some charts. Mrs. Andrew and I had luckily agreed on a name months earlier. I proudly replied, Eli James. And it hit me. Holy shit, I'm a dad. Wow. Hey guys, believe it or not, this is the easy bit of our hospital visit. I will elaborate next episode on what happens next. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Dad Day Job to Dad. Can't even get my own title right. Tell your friends and family, or new or soon-to-be dads, to join in and follow the journey with me on this podcast. Till next time, thanks for listening. Talk soon. Thank you.